Welcome to Geek Out Weekly, the podcast where we geek out not so strongly. I was, yeah, see, I was about to say the usual on a roughly seven days basis, and it would actually make sense because it's a day early today. Yes. Uh, although if you are a podcast listener uh, or a YouTube watcher, I guess it'll be Wednesday anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are recording this one day early on the weekend, because um, why not? Um, it's not because life finds a way. Um, that's right, we're talking about Jurassic Park. We're not. Uh, this week we're talking about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The first two episodes have been out. New Disney Plus Marvel MCU. Marvel MCU show. Uh, uh, I'm your host, Adil, and I'm joined, as almost always, by Ben. Hey! How you doing, man? Yeah, good. Good. Yeah. Uh, thank you for doing it today instead. I, uh, yeah, as, uh, as Adel alluded to, I have uh, I have my daughter home with me tomorrow because the school decided, even though it's the Easter holidays, we'll have an inset day. Why not? So she's got a three-day oh. week next week. Is that really what they did? Yep. Ah, and they did it on the front part of the week and not the... Well, because it's, it's Good Friday next week. So for anyone yeah, who you is... Would... You know, the schools will be closed next Friday as well. So rather than yeah doing Thursday and Friday as days off, they decided uh, she had Friday off as well actually. So oh. she's had a four day weekend. Good lord! Yeah, I know. I know. Crazy. Uh, yeah, and then we didn't watch something that she could talk to us about. That's true. So uh, we're recording now. <laughs> I now want uh, a, a kid friendly uh, special episode <laughs> with, with Evelyn. That'd be great, actually. Um, I, I'm pretty sure she could talk to you for. Hours about uh, rescue riders or Paw Patrol. You know, I was going to ask, those, if, those I was gonna ask if she she was into Paw Patrol. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my niece and nephew have now grown out of their Paw Patrol days, but um, uh, that definitely was a thing for a long time. Um, yes. But I I mean I didn't understand what it was because I used to you know then, until I visited them because I you know they talk about their favorite show Paw Patrol. Uh, and I'd be like, yeah, okay, cool, yeah, a show. But I misheard them every time for like months, and, and because I don't have like, immediate kids in my vicinity, so it was just these conversations. I thought it was Papa Troll. <laughs> That's probably a very different show somewhere in the past. Yeah, but I, I mean, it sounds loud. It was like, oh yeah, that. I mean, you can totally like immediately yep. imagine some kids' show about like some dad troll. Absolutely. You know, he's got dad bod. Troll hair, Papa Troll. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, but isn't what's his name cancelled because he's a cop? Didn't they? Didn't that happen in the summer? No, no, it didn't. It didn't get cancelled. No, no I'm saying no, as in cancel culture got to the cop. Chase, chase, chase the cop yeah, yeah. dog. Yeah, yeah. They should have cancelled him because he was named after a bank. Really, come on now. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, now now that we've got the asides aside. Uh, as always, I'm going to ask you, Ben, first mm-hmm. impressions. Um, I really like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, it started off very strong for me. Um, I, I we, we go back to it almost every time we're talking Marvel at the moment, but those first two episodes of WandaVision were a little bit kind of slower, and you can see why with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they have just jumped straight in with this. Um are we? I was going to say maybe we're a bit more familiar with the characters, uh, you know, with, of Bucky and Sam than we are of, of Wanda and and Vision because they've just been in it that little bit longer with them coming in uh, in um, Captain America Two with a soldier. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, you know, following on from that film, this this show is giving me what I want. Um, so yeah, first impressions are are very very good. Really enjoying it so far. Um, I like it, mm-hmm. but don't love it. Okay. I think it does the action stuff really well. Um, I'm a little... Some of the writing is just not as tight, and I think because mm-hmm. WandaVision was so good, I just was expecting that caliber of, like, tightness around writing, and there's just yeah. some, like, really loose scenes where people are just expositioning for the sake of it and stuff. Yes, um, yes. And, it, and it's kind of jarring, because... WandaVision didn't manage to figure out how to do that type of thing in a very clever way mm-hmm. or just more sincerely. And I feel like uh, it pulls me out of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, 
Uh, I, I, I guess in a in a in a way, it's sort of WandaVision was kind of its own self-contained thing for the first half of that show. Yeah, um, it didn't touch much on the outside world until we got what, maybe three or four episodes in. Whereas Falcon Winter Soldier is straight in. It, it, it's kind of right. The universe or the, the the world is in this state, so we need to start giving you a little bit of backstory. We need to give you some exposition about what is going on currently. Because WandaVision didn't have that problem. It was like, this is what's happening in this vicinity, I, and we will yeah. then build on the world and what and how everything is working with that. This is just coming in like, if you don't know anything about the state of where we are after Endgame, here it is. This is what where, where Cap is. This is what's happening. Um, and trying to kind of almost not set them apart, but sort of let WandaVision have its own sort of space, whereas Falcon and Winter Soldier is a continuation of the Marvel universe, I suppose. Yeah, very much so. It, it feels mm. like uh, it lives in the MCU, while WandaVision could be its own thing. It, it, yeah. it would struggle with, you struggle without all the information. But I think also its premise of being a, literally bottle episodes because it's mm. a bottle town um really helped not f- in that way because you didn't have to kind of force information for onboarding new people yes um but yeah some of the i, I mean we'll get into it a bit later but I'll, uh probably when we discuss different scenes i just mostly the writing I, it's a it's a more action-oriented show so mm. it doesn't need to be as tight in the narrative um but it's the overarching stuff is super interesting to me, and I'm on board with it. And it's just like I said, some scenes just are kind of loose, and it makes me worried when the, it dips more into mm-hmm. the race stuff and also yes. austerity and resource stuff. Like these are big themes that could mm-hmm. easily be hand wavy, not well dealt with, mm-hmm. and that would be disappointing. But right now, it's two episodes in. It feels like they're at least trying to attempt things yes, in a different definitely. way. Yeah. Um, and so that gives me hope, but that's also sort of why I'm a little more hesitant. Um, you know, they wrote this how, how much long ago I made it, but like the fact that the, the trucks shipment that they want to prevent in episode, beginning of episode two. Yep. Um, vaccines. Mm. Uh, I was just like, oh, that's that might hit some people some weird ways. Because um, if it's a people's liberation front stealing vaccines and they want one world unity, you're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, 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 I think this is I think this is where it's trying to be like the greyest show possible. It is. It, it already looks like it's going to tackle a lot of kind of social issues, and uh, you know, as you said. I really hope that they do that very, very well. And it's not just, here is racism, here is class oppression, here is these sorts of things, and that's it. Yeah, I I want them to tackle those things. You know, we've already kind of seen that race is going to be, or at least in the first two episodes, has been a bigger thing with um, Sam handing the shield back and then them going, here's new white Captain America. Um rather than Sam being the continuation of that title, uh, as as was kind of alluded to at the end of uh, whichever last Marvel film was, Endgame. Endgame. Um, yep. And then obviously the roll-up on them in the in the neighbourhood as well. So they're, they're peppering in these things. And you can see... Uh, you know, my, my... Yeah. Let's get into this, right? So... Yeah. Um, I, was, I mean, I thought we would wait until that, but I'm happy to jump into the, this theme because it's very—it's where some of my qualms are. Yeah, and it's and it's important. It's very, very important. It's very important that they get this right, as you say. It cannot be kind of hand wavy and them saying this is an issue, but we're not going to deal with it. And I think in some way you can kind of see, like with Sam's reaction and his sister's reaction when they announced the new Captain America, you can absolutely see. Uh, what they think about that, uh, by the way that they acted uh, and the dialogue, the, the look on their faces, you can see exactly uh, they what act they the were hell, going Both for. of them act the hell out of that. Scene. Yes, absolutely. It's really, really good. It's really, really powerful. But then the the, the, the scene where the cops roll up in episode two in the neighborhood and, um, you know, they come in strong on Sam. And then it's like, 
oh, hey, no, you're a famous person. Don't worry about it. And like, oh, no, but we've got to take your friend away. Yeah. Uh, I mean, nothing. I, it was kind of just seen. Yeah. Can I? And that's kind of it. Yeah. Can we? I wanted to spend some time on that scene. Yeah. Because uh, I feel like this is one of the scenes that really made me go, oh, that's really? Because, mm-hmm. like, so. It's like, what, mid-episode two? Yeah. Early? Yeah. yeah, right? And so we've already sort of established some really good, like, uh, Sam's families on hard times. They're fisher people, which I really like because you never see African-American mm. uh, people working in fishing. Like, like it's not a standard job you see in pop culture, but obviously, Afri- like, black people do all kinds of jobs, right? Yeah. Um, and they're struggling, and I really, uh, and um, I think they do a good job of showing what the impact of the blip on regular people via Sam's sister and her family and their squabble yes. because he's out of touch literally and literally, I guess, literally mm. <laughs> in that he wasn't around for those five years, but also because he's a hero and his whole life is totally different. And the MCU, Completely. and I think that's such a cool way of showing like we've been living, paying attention to just the Sam layer mm-hmm. since before the blip. And then by showing him being disconnected from her reality before he left, they're like, yes, and this is a fully fledged populated world with regular people that we haven't noticed. And we're sort of, we get like the audience gets tarred with the same brush as Sam in that movement. Mm. It's really clever because then you're like, oh, shit, what is it like for these people? And you kind of feel bad just for not noticing or thinking about. I just think it's very clever. Yeah, absolutely. So, and and just to for, yeah. for one moment, uh, the TV show is the perfect place to do that. They can take it a lot slower. You know, these, these Falcon Winter Soldier episodes are what, about 40, 45 minutes, something 40, like that. Yeah, 47 Yeah, around there. Yeah. So I don't know how many episodes we're getting, 8 to 10. So you're looking at a good 6 to 8 hour uh, experience with all of this. So they can take things slow. It doesn't need to be that superhero level thing. We can see how... Everything impacts, and I, I completely agree that it is really good to see, uh, you know, normal people and how their experiences have been um, based on the, the massive calamities that have kind of befallen them on a world superhero level scale. So yeah, yeah. So IMDb has it at six episodes, by the way. Oh wow! Okay, short. Um, yeah. Um, but so. I want my criticism sandwich something good. Um, so I really liked that. I thought it was well done, and the fame hero worship flip of both the banker and the cop is really cool. Yes, it's it's like, but not enough. I, I liked that. But so let's sorry. I'm I'm now trying to do too many things. Um, we're talking about that scene. We're in a, a low income neighborhood. Mm-hmm. We're visiting to visit Isaiah, right? We see all people of multiple ethnicities in the background, etc. It's just poor neighborhood somewhere, America, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you know they're visiting Isaiah and his kid, who are, are are both black, or his grandson probably, right? Um, and they leave, and they just start arguing in the streets, mm-hmm. and immediately, but not that much. Immediately, a car comes up, and you're, and they're like, "What are you doing?" And it's like. I just, I know, I mean, yes, cops are really, so it's, it's happened so quickly. There's like, what were they just on patrol and stopped? Cause no one called them. Cause no yes. one would call yeah. for an argument in, on a Sunday afternoon kind of thing in the streets. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get what they're trying to do. And, and I might be off base and thinking this just happened too quickly. Um, and, and too strongly in the sense of like, they left and they were arguing for 40 seconds and then the cops were there. Um, I liked, as soon as the cops were there, I liked the handling of it, right? Yep. Of, of yep. Falcon being like, no, you don't get to do this. Because he's in a position of power that he can do that. Mm. And he's not saying, I'm, he's not saying I'm Falcon, fuck off. He's saying, you don't get to do this, which is a privilege that most people in his position wouldn't have. Absolutely. So like, um, but then... And then they're like, oh, you know, the flame switch. Cool, right? But then another car comes up. I'm like, wait, you mm. called for backup for an argument in the streets? There's no yes. way in hell you did that. And if you did, that car wasn't a block and a half away. And also, 
They didn't give an ID, any ID over, mm-hmm. and then like Bucky were arresting you, and you're like, "Who's Bucky?" And how did? And then they're like, "You broke the terms of your parole yeah, you, you by not to, doing yeah. your therapy." It's like that is not written on a, a fucking APB, right? Like mm-hmm. the arrest warrant doesn't say he did all these things. Make sure he knows that. Like it's just it's it's so poorly written. Yeah. To cap the scene off. Um. And I was just really frustrated because the point they're making is is there and it's good. And it seems like they condensed the scene for, for the sake of um, exposition or to move the plot forward. Mm. But then the whole whole scene rang real hollow for me because sure. of it. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Absolutely. I, I, I can see that completely. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it was. Um, and yeah, as I said, um, the, the scene kind of happens and then that's it. It just stops like, oh, see you, Bucky. Cool. You're in the car now. Fine. There's no uh, deconstruction or discussion or anything like that about the experience that they've just had. But then, uh, I guess, when do we ever experience that kind of thing? You know, when do we, we as people, ever see the other side of those kinds of scenes? We know, we you know, we get the police's side a lot in the media. We won't go into what's going on right now here, in Bristol, but um, we 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 get that. And we don't often get the other side of it from from the um, either sort of like victims or, or, or people what? just kind of being, you know, even if uh, criminals or such who are taken in that kind of way and picked up by police in that kind of way, we still don't get their side of things very often. So whether it's just a lack of experience on the part of the writers to not know how to then handle that next bit. I mean, this whether- is sort of... Or whether it is just kind of no, we've got to just keep things moving. We needed to get them. We needed to get them there. So this is how we've done that. Yeah, and I feel like that's what the worry I have is like, it's like a token addressing race issues. But once you bring it up, you, yeah, I I think there is a bit of a responsibility to, especially mm. given the past year. In this case, I'm talking about Black Lives Matter, not yes. COVID, which is kind of refreshing when I say given the last year, and I don't mean we're all locked in boxes. Oh, yeah. that's a bad turn of phrase for the <laughs> thing I was saying. I I'm just gonna stop talking because I'm I'm not helping this. <laughs> Oof. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Given that we, it's not like the tensions weren't there before, but they were very much made very public and people mm-hmm. part of the conversation, and that's a good thing. But then to to kind of pull your punch or half-ass it introducing it is a choice and you make it you i think you you have to like once you're in the discourse especially when you're a big property like there mm. is a bit of a like we'll do right so for example if like we walk into the id part of the scene and it's very clearly like, he's like what are you doing and he's telling him like you don't get to do this you don't just get to come up to me because i'm talking loudly in the streets yep. even if it annoys people um being loud in the streets it shouldn't be an offense. Um, then, then he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, Mister Falcon." Da 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 da. And then you, ex- I expected him to be like, "It shouldn't matter who I am. You, yes. you don't get to do this." And that's what the scene seems to be building. And this, this is exactly what you were saying. And then they're like, "Sweep." Actually, Bucky, we're here to arrest you. It's like, mm. no, what? <laughs> are and, and, and are we to believe that they just? were asking Sam for ID and they were secretly called for Bucky. That's who he was. Cause like, like, no, I think they like, I think the, the idea is they pull them over because he's a black person yelling. Oh, they and absolutely then they somehow find Sam. out who Bucky yeah. is and finds out he has an arrest warrant. Yep. But it's again, as you say, they don't ask for ID. Oh, 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 you know, we have this with other people. Like how famous is Sam? That people on the site, like you're familiar, but I'm not quite sure. Bucky, he shouldn't be familiar at all. Well, right? that's what they so shouldn't know a, who he is. That's my other thing is yeah. they're like, it's a condition of your pardon. Like I thought, no one knew he ever came back. They even start the show with Bucky's dead in the Captain America exhibit. I don't know if you caught that. Yes, but there's a thing yeah. like Bucky Barnes, you know, was it was a friend, and I actually wrote down in my notes like, would they really have two paragraphs about Bucky and the Captain America? Like he's just a guy. Captain America served with a bunch of people. Absolutely, over yeah, yeah, yeah. Whole like squad, it was just. Yeah. And it, well, and also like it's it's one room of Captain America exhibit. They're not going to go into detail about any of his partners. It it was just struck me as again like 
forcing exposition in a place that didn't feel right, which I just expected more from Marvel writing. Mm-hmm. And that this, going back to that scene, it felt the same way. It's like, but you've just made a big deal about how no no knows he's back. The pardon clearly is not on high on the radar. He's a non-entity. And then the cop quickly says, oh, Mr. Barnes, there's an arrest warrant for you, but I'm going to call you oh, oh, Mr. Barnes and not be like, uh, there's an arrest warrant for you. I'm a cop. I'm an aggressive cop. I should just throw you in the throw you in the car. But then it makes it seem like, oh, well, he would go to any white guy and be like, oh, pull. and like, I don't think they're trying to make that point. They're just trying to get get him in the car. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so yeah. jumbled in mm-hmm. things, especially the, the, the pardon exposition, which just felt like a studio note or something of being like, you have to tell him why he's getting arrested. Mm-hmm. And they didn't want to do it in the next scene, but they really should have, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, this is what I mean about like, it's just some of these scenes are really not tight. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, there are some of the more pivotal ones, I guess. Mm. Well, like, so to finish my criticism sandwich, the scenes that like you mentioned with, with the sister, Sam's sister, um, are great. They're so good. They paint and they paint such a good picture of the world. And one of the the key issues, obviously, of this this show is going to bring up the the what it means to have had to live with half of the people in the world gone for five years, and then them coming back, and the destabilization of both of those things yes. in the world. We learn about the GARC, the mm-hmm. something for or... reunification Council. people. Now, I wrote it down, but I don't remember where it did, so that doesn't really help when you don't know where your notes are. GRC, yeah. Anyway, the Global Reunif- Reunification Council, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, but but yeah, essentially and, just and, want to make the world back into the way it was. No, that's the GRC is the is the government's world government's trying to help people who came back. Yes. So yeah. sorry, so yeah, the GRC to get it back to the way it was before the Oh, blip I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, so yeah, so, like, those scenes, and, like, they're so well acted, and they're paced well. Like, they, mm-hmm. there's home life with them. The squabbling takes a while that gives you the exposition, but doesn't yeah. feel like exposition bomb. And, like, it's, like, I feel like the show was sold on those scenes, and then mm. to get it into these six episodes or whatever, they're, like, and then, like, then the beat police come in. And by that, I mean, like, got to get this beat in, and then this beat, yep. and then this beat. And then it's, like, quick, condense, condense, and then... It's last couple seasons of Game of Thrones where it became about the plot, not the people. That's yeah, the worry yeah, I have. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can see that. I mean, I, I, I think so far from the um, like the general beats, you know, them saying, right, we, we kind of want to address uh, um, all of these people coming back and the state of the world. We want to address uh, um, the state of not just the, the heroes, but their families and those sorts of things. We want to address... Uh, government and oversight and these kinds of things. You know, the whole idea with Captain America now kind of being a government agent rather than an, an Avenger as such and a kind of like a free agent. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of things around that. that they're trying to, as, as broad brush sort of strokes in these first couple of episodes, starting to kind of allude to and try to build up to, which I think is great. And I, it's really good if they're able to deliver on those right and if they're able to say yes there is a big issue with governments having super soldiers and and being able to kind of do what they want um, or you know like a world council kind of determining yeah. exactly what is going to be happening and, and getting into all of the ideas behind you know like what shield was what hydra was and all of those sorts of things before that and they can bring all of that in and i think that's one of the reasons why captain america 2 is the best marvel film um, and I want to see that in this. And it's it's great that they've alluded to that. But it is all about those scenes and how they actually deliver that. And so far, I think from what we're sort of saying... Mm, yeah, it's a mixed mm, bag. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so let's actually hop to the action. Um, yeah. And then, and then maybe we'll go into the flag smashers or whatever. But let's say, mm-hmm. I mean... It's well choreographed. Oh well, yeah, it is. It looks really good. Yeah, um, I really. Uh, I mean, it's it, it's to it at the end of the the day. This is like a military ish superhero action show. Yes, 
Um, and those parts they do really well. And I think, well, the opening shot, like you said, started really strongly. Um, the, the, the like canyon helicopter wingsuit stuff was gorgeous to look at. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't like it totally. This mm-hmm. is when I thought about what was going on. Um, but it was real purdy. Um, it, which is kind of what I wanted, and and again, it's like the first scene is already setting you up for those kind of like big government moves or, or world stage kinds of things. Like, can't cross the border; we, we can't yeah. operate over there. So you've got to make sure that you do it before you get there. Yeah. Oh, look, your suit, your the backpack just magically Fixed started itself. working again. Yeah. So you're going to get there in time. And yes, it's it was beautiful. It was really good to look at, um, but. Mm, nitpicky bits I mean so and I don't want to come off as I'm just looking for everything to go wrong but I think with mm-hmm. this it, it it struck me immediately throughout the scene just like how much was in service of spectacle versus mm. like it just I mean given that it's an air fight I'm gonna have to have to say it just didn't feel well grounded <laughs> um, very good but like so one of my things is they want to show off that their their animation of his wings so much. It's like he why does he open his wings in small spaces all the time? Mm. Or like so many times he's throughout the show, it's like wing hit the guy. I'm like just tackle him. What are you what are you winging for? Yeah, I but, mean he could just use the boost on it, couldn't he? I don't think his wings yeah, need to. I mean that would be unfurl. really cool. That would show some versatility, right? He just yep. boosts into someone and wings for other things, but. It's more of like, okay, so they've got this weird hijack a plane plan, um, and their plan is to take it into Libyan airspace that the Libyans won't care if they're going. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also, they've all prepared squirrel suits to escape in. To then get in helicopters. And they've got three helicopters as backup to steal a plane. Like, what is their plan and why do they have all these things? It doesn't make any sense, except Falcon has beat them to here, so they need something to fight back against him. But it's like, if they, if, I, if I'm planning to steal a plane, ooh, brown guy on the internet saying that. Um, right, if I were to do that, um, I would have maybe an escape plan if it went south. Mm-hmm. And maybe if I was working with the Libyans, those helicopters would be here to guide me in but those weren't libyan helicopters they no. were the laf and they were outside of libyan airspace so that doesn't make sense so, so these helicopters are just hanging out near just, the libyan they're border just flying low i guess underneath but, the plane just in case yeah, it, and yeah it's like okay well if that was your plan that's a lot of money to spend to just in case mm-hmm. but like the idea that the squirrel suits were there and then, and it wasn't ever clear to me. Maybe I missed it. Why they were kidnapping the one guy? No, I don't think they. Uh, I don't remember. If they did, it was a throwaway line that sort of yeah, just said, but, "Here's this guy." Yeah, because because it became a big deal to make sure he wasn't kidnapped. But mm-hmm. it was a plane hijacking, wasn't it? Well, I don't know. I don't know whether it was a plane hijacking or whether they were there just to get that guy. He just okay, happened to be yeah, on a military it... transport, or um, did they have the helicopters and squirrel suit down? And to I mean, infiltrate the, the plane in some way, like I, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, There's it, lots of stuff that this could be, yeah, as to why they but, have this kind of setup, but we're just not given anything on yeah. that. And I think, again, talking about some scenes being throwaway, this opening scene is essentially exactly. to say, Sarah's still existing, around kicking ass, which I think is great. I think it's you don't have to tie everything together. I think yeah, it's absolutely, fine, yeah, yeah, right. In the same way that uh, in um, Justice League. Um, Wonder Woman attacks those random terrorists. Um, yes, yeah. I do think it's weird that they, 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 those terrorists had like a weird political agenda that was interesting and then never touched on again. Mm-hmm. But the idea of just finding a criminal—that's what superheroes do. That's fine, right? But again, they have these squirrel suits. They seem to be fighting Falcon without them on, and then they suddenly have them, and then they jump out, and you're like, now I'm suspending my disbelief on costume changes. Yeah. Just yeah. because you wanted to have a squirrel suit scene, which makes sense with Falcon, but then you realized, oh, he's got a jet-propelled wingsuit. He will easily catch them all. Quick, shoot the thing. Uh, and then we'll fix it with, 
rerouting and then have a cheesy line of like i just found one yeah and you're like the, the ai of the suit or the, no it the was his little robot work Ray, racer wing what's it called red, red wing. wing red wing yeah mm. but yeah and it, all of that was like a spectacle to watch and like the individual moments of flying through the canyon and like him clearly misjudging a gap and scraping his wings with no damage to the wings but that's fine like i like that because it's like he's in a rush and he's making a bad mm. call like that gives some tension but then then helicopter swooping in all the murdering it's weird because he starts he starts the the fight with he first guy in the squirrel suit he gets to just pulls the shoot keeps going yes. i'm like oh we're gonna disney this he's not gonna kill anyone and then he just kills everyone yeah. and i'm like why did why did that guy get away with it surely he just needed to like I don't know. Like, well, cut. he goes in. He goes in with the best intentions, I suppose, yeah, I and it just goes goes south from there. Um, I do think I, done much. Oh, go on. If you have a... I, I just want to say the last part about that is how frustrating it was that they obviously had the military guy on guys on the ground, with only one guy speaking or even apparently watching mm. as the audience surrogate to comment, and then not doing anything to help, even when and then and being like, "Oh, he's outnumbered in ADR." And then at the very end, we're like, we need to help. It's like, you could have done this the whole time. Like, don't call attention to the fact that you are military people on the same op and you're just watching him like it's a TV show. Mm. It really mm. bothered me that they put these people in for the role of, well, commentary and back and forth with him, but didn't think about what it, what it means to the scene to have military people on the ground. Yeah. It, it was just like, it, it, that. this is why like I kind of started like, Oh, okay. So this is just going to be mindless action, and then they bring out all, all these th- scenes, themes, and stuff later in the show. I'm like, oh, maybe I'm just too critical on mm-hmm. opening spectacle. And it, it'd be interesting to see how they tackle that going forward. Whether we do have a big kind of action scene each episode, because we, we we then have in episode two the um, kind of lorry convoy chase, which I think was done a little bit better uh, yeah. than the than the first scene. Uh, you know, they come up against an enemy who they've completely misjudged, uh, had no information about, so get their asses kicked, essentially. And even then, when the new Captain America, John Walker, um, and his like sidekick, if you will, uh, turn up, um, then you think that they're going to come in and kind of save Sam and Bucky, but again, they don't. They get their asses kicked away. And it's just sort of like, great. No, no, no. Yeah, it worked very, very well. Just to be like, oh, here we are. Nope. Here we go. Uh, And and some of those parts, they they toned down, I suppose, on the spectacle. And whilst it's on a moving truck and people are actually fighting, you're seeing people fighting and and a bit more versatility in kind of what's going on rather than just swooping through the air and making missiles hit sort of helicopters and things. You know, the, the, the scene where Bucky's hanging on just before going under the wheel and Sam scooches through uh, you know, underneath the two yeah. trucks to grab him and that's kind of it they didn't then jump up and think right we need to get back into the fight they're just like we're done we've we've, we've just I our really asses like are that. beat we are done let's just lie here in the grass <laughs> yeah yeah i really like that again it, it made the tension feel real because they mm. weren't obviously going to win um and they didn't, and like the robot getting. So I think that that scene is so well juxtaposed against the first one because in the first one, Falcon's by himself, but he's got he's like Red Wing deploy, and then Red Wing's like, cool, I have a missile which has perfect guidance yeah. compared to the other missiles in the show, which constantly swoop and miss and go to the wrong thing. Uh, and then so to have um, what's her name, uh, Carly, the leader of the Flag Smashers, just go. Yeah, yeah. Was so impactful because that thing, you felt like, okay, so this is like their R2-D2. Like, it's the two of them and and Thing and Red Wing. uh, And, like, Red Wing, um, they they described as him earlier. Like, like it seems like, okay, he's got a drone friend now. And then Mm -hmm. it was like, nope, drone friend's fucking dead. (laughs) It was so good. And, And it immediately showed, like, these ain't your daddy's hijackers, right? Like, yeah, like, yeah. and then, and then, and suddenly they were just getting owned left, right, and center. Uh, and I also really like the bait and switch of um, moving the flag smashers of like his weird military friend that's like his biggest fan, mm-hmm. um, being like 
this guy's the leader because he's strong and punched me. It's like, no, that's the guy who broke in the bank because he's strong. And he was just a guy. Um, and, and like, I really do like the fact that like Carly, uh, what's her, uh, Morgenthau. Yeah. Uh, I like that she is smaller build mm-hmm. and mixed race. Like she's just like, and like they play on that with Bucky seeing her and just thinking nothing of her when he's going to rescue the hostage. Um, and I thought I was like, as soon as he, he she's just standing up. I'm like, You're fucking dead, man. Yeah. <laughs> because like no one doesn't secure a hostage, but like you buy that Bucky just is like, I'm an old hand at this. He's got stuff on his mind and he's just like, yep, I'm here to rescue you basically. And he doesn't mm. even think, why isn't she tied up? Yes. And then she's like, I'm going to kick you out of this. <laughs> <laughs> she absolutely destroys him. Um, yeah. It's, it, it's really interesting sort of the easy way for us to move on to flag smashers. Now uh, it's really interesting in, like in a how they're being presented. Um, you know, uh, kind of enemy of the state type thing, but then you learn that actually they're there to um, to help like the population or those of those who were still around in the blip and who feel like they've been forgotten since everybody has then come back. And obviously, things like governments and and the world situation would have changed during the blip, and and maybe the people that were around and lasted prefer the way that it was, you know. When it happened, that Thanos actually made a better world by getting rid of people. You know, we've got that kind of floating in the air as well. But they're obviously kind of enemies of the state. But you don't just see them being badasses. We get Carly getting quite sort of uh, tense about like the text she gets, and then them running or flying um, when those other people turn. You know, the soldiers the, kind the of the people turn of the power broker. The power broker. It. That's it. Yes. Yes. Um, so we, we, we've still got a lot to understand about them. You know, how are they super soldiers? Where do they get whatever serum or whatever they have had done to them to become so powerful? But you see the other side of them as well, that they are kind of this ragtag group. They are not a organized terrorist sort of uh, um, organized terrorist organization. Uh, brilliant. Um they're, they're sort of like a small cell and they're kind of being helped out by people. We see that in the first episode where everyone's on the app and they all go put the masks on and go nuts to try and create diversion for whatever has been yeah. stolen. Um, is it a bank? Yeah, yeah. I think it's a Swiss bank. I think it's what it's supposed to be. Um, I agree. I think it's... Um, they, they're clearly organized, but grassroots, I guess. Like They're not a military hierarchical organization in the same way. Um, it's a nice juxtaposition for the fact that um, Sam works for the government, yes. although he's a free contractor, he goes, he, he's at the military operation level and these guys and the enemy isn't another military. Mm, mm. I think that's a really interesting way of doing the big bad as essentially a group of people who are trying to do, do something like, like freedom fighters, right? They're, they yeah. think they're doing the right thing. Yeah. Um, and I think they, I like that. I can't remember the name of his uh, military friend, but he's like, yeah, I was tr- really odd scene where he's like filming in a bazaar for some reason. And then he's like, aha, I found it. This, this icon. And you're yes. like, you just filmed that. Just point to the thing. Why is, can't you just say, oh, hey, like in, in any other, in a movie from five, 10 years ago, they'd be like, I was looking for that symbol. Sam, look at that symbol. But now it's like, I have to be using my phone. Mm. For no reason. It, it anyway. Sorry, that's nitpicky. It just was. <laughs> so he and he's like, they're trying to make things better for everyone. You can see why that appeals to some people. Mm-hmm. Unity of everyone, or no a world without borders. That's what it was. Um, I also and I thought that was a really interesting move because it's not just because it's like why they want things to go f- from before the blip is because clearly nations probably had to come together and be more supportive when half of the world disappeared including leaders and farmers and all the things right Mm. and so you can see how it it paints a the fact that it's a world without borders coupled with everyone's paying attention to the blip in those two facts sort of paint a really evocative picture of what these people must stand for and it is noble 
if maybe misguided. I mean, who knows? Maybe I don't know enough about the world. <laughs> but it depends on what they mean by get rid of, like, undo the blip, right? But if it's just bring down borders, make people care about each other because they, because mm. uh, it turns out in that five years they all kind of had to, and now people are being what they were like beforehand. Because I think I don't know if they're going into this. This might be me reading a lot into things, but it's like, well, if half the world left and everyone had to figure out how to get along a lot better in a much smaller world that was designed with with just for sheer volume of essential workers etc around and then five years later or three years later whatever it is five right it's five years it's five years yeah yeah uh, if those people all came back with their sensibilities of the before mm-hmm. then there's going to be a huge culture clash yes. because um and they weren't there for the unity thing. They're just there thinking the usual nationalistic general stuff and all the bodies are there. So when people are like, yeah, but when there weren't as many people, we really had to work together. It's like, I don't know what you're talking about. These people are here, right? <laughs> yeah. Like I, I can I can staff the grocery store. There's all these unemployed people who just showed up. Mm. Like there's all there's some really interesting things going on that I, they pro- I don't think they necessarily have to go into because this isn't super political drama, but it. It's such an interesting setting that I hope at least uh, they give enough time to empathize with the other people. Yeah, absolutely. And we, the, we, the, we, know almost, we know almost nothing about that sort of time period, do we? There hasn't been kind of, no. you know, even the movies uh, kind of went, but we're here now. So this is when we're dealing with stuff. We, we have nothing from in between that. You know, what happened to all of these nations? What happened to all of the people who were who were kind of left? And we, we, you get a little bit of exposition in terms of quite a lot of anger from, like, certain characters like Tony. Obviously, he and Pepper yeah. uh, had their family. Uh, and, and those kinds of things. And Thor obviously becoming big Thor. But um, yeah, these are all, like, these are all the privileged people. Who... Exactly. This is on that superhero level that we, we see that. We do yeah. not see what happens to, to the regular people, to nation states, to all of these other things that kind of rely on each other. We don't know what happens to trade and those sorts of things as well. So there's lots of stuff that they could allude to, uh, that the Flag Smashers can give a lot of good exposition for, for that time period before we then move on further into the world. But I did have a, a thought before you said... Um, that it was only going to be six episodes, or at least IMDb is listing six yeah. episodes. Uh, I wondered whether Flag Smashers would be kind of the uh, like a faux big bad. You know, then they're not really a big bad. Um, they're, they're definitely portrayed so far more freedom fightery. Just they're just against the, yeah. this the, the U.S. government at the moment, even though they're operating in Berlin. Then the U.S. government send people in and all. Oh, I mean, but yeah, yeah. Um, so we we, ha- we have all of that. There's all of that kind of thing that this could delve into, but I don't think then if it's going to be six episodes, it will. Or if uh, it does, it won't do it. Yes, exactly. If it was closer to 10, then I could see them, you know, the Flag Smashers being that big exposition dump to get us to a point, say, from episode six onwards, uh, where it switches back to kind of superhero kind of yeah. mode and it's you know when Zemo comes in however he is going to be doing it whoever the power broker is and all of that sort of stuff as well but uh, yeah I think you're I mean it does the power broker seems like possibly a big bad although mm-hmm. it, it kind of feels like the kind of like the collector like someone who's big in the background but mm. is not directly involved they're just playing all the sides mm-hmm. like collector obviously doesn't play the sides but you know what I mean like just like a big power that you interact with but not isn't trying to change the world it's just trying to thrive yes um, yes trying to but, make some uh, trying to make some money essentially yeah, I mean, like, just well, by, if I, by its name yeah. yeah if i've got all of these if i've got all of these serum that i had someone make or i've got from somewhere i trade from something i can yeah. now use those to give to this group and they're going to do this for me which means i can then trade that for this and, you know you, yeah you can see how that character would would thrive in a uh, in the blip world but also then in the post blip world, trying no, no, snap, to snap then blip. Yes, blip okay. is them coming back. Blip is them coming back. Yes, yes. So I had to look it up. Yeah, you you can see how a character like that would would yeah. absolutely thrive, and it'd be interesting to see how he plays in with all of this, or, or her, whoever they are. Yeah. Um, and if it is just more of a, you know, they're there for kind of two episodes. They're used a bit more as exhibition about who the flag smashers are and maybe how they got their serum. I think maybe yeah. there's something around that, perhaps. Um, and then they're gone and it's it moves on to something 
else. Yeah. Um, again, we don't know how Zemo is coming into this, even though it was introduced at the end of the second episode. Um, it's still to yeah. kind of be seen exactly in the, what in the tro- tropiest fucking way. Oh, possible. absolutely. Yes. Yes. I Opera mean, music. Slow pan of a chess set. I was like, come on. Also, why why are these big bads who were the big heads of things always treated so well in prison? Mm. With these, I, anyway, I mean, it's because you can then show this scenes, but it's just like, put them in a cell. Yeah, actually. absolutely. absolutely. We, we know from the, or at least we've been pushed in a way to think that Zemo has some kind of uh, uh, outside world, outside prison presence, you know, in the world. We've seen the the the, the posters with the mask on. Um, so you would think that in some way he gets out or is brought out to do something, and maybe then released into the world. You know, not yeah officially sort of thing. So yeah, there's there's still a lot for this show to do. And again, now knowing that it's only six episodes. A little bit worried that they're tackling a lot of things. Yeah. And I they're going to be smashing them in somewhere. I, I mean, and the thing is, most of our information, so we're, we're just going to segue to hopes and dreams and predictions, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but most of the MCU info we have is stemming from the WandaVision's magic multiverse stuff. Mm-hmm. The very sci-fi stuff. And so... I was thinking that while you were saying that, oh, I wonder if this, when you're talking about, oh, Big Bad, I wonder if it's going to be six episodes about the Flag Smashers, but what it's going to do through this series is invoke one of the new main arcs of um, post-Endgame MCU. Yeah. um, And be like, ah, yes, Zemo, you know, things like Zemo... is like the power broker i could get you to to them and but they won't like they're they won't deal with anyone but me if i don't show they won't blah so then they take him out and then he's secretly or just like they escort escort him and then he escapes you know one of those standard yep. sort yeah, of yeah. tropey things um but then maybe the power broker or who they got the serum from is part of the next the non-multiverse side of the mcu because that's yes. the thing that's actually quite quiet right now i don't i assume that they'll be tendrils between things but that usually that like there's there's an r i'm surprised we don't have a more earthbound arc to that we know about and I w- i'm wondering if maybe that's why this show is now is because it's going to help set that up and maybe that's what this sort of feeling like they're pulling a little away from the flag smashers or the fact that the flag smashers can't seem maybe one off and maybe it's because mm-hmm. they're one off not within this show but within the or orchestra that is the mcu properties yeah we, we we have taken this big leap haven't we in i think it was in phase three or even in phase two with the introduction of guardians and then captain marvel with the uh, with thor ragnarok and then with the avengers it's all then on this cosmic level and, and everything kind of elevated to that it's on this cosmic level we've also got um doctor strange uh, and it's going to be like the multiverse sort of level stuff so it's all fantasy sci-fi kind of things so we don't have anything grounded based on kind of earth dealing with the political structures dealing with the normal people that kind of live here and yeah again is this kind of going to be it or is it going to lead us into an, an arc that stays grounded um, and all of these other films because we've still got the the next Doctor Strange film the multiverse we've got Captain Marvel 2 we've got Thor Love and Thunder there's going to be another Guardians movie we're still up at that high-level fantasy sci-fi area. And that is the thing I loved about... Again, another thing I loved about Captain America 2 was that it was this not-quite-political drama, but it had that edge I mean, to it. It was. It was a, poli- it was a, it was a war... It, yes, sort of, yeah. it, was like, it, was, it was secretly a Cold War. It's film. a Cold War, like, yeah, the, absolutely. You know, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, I love that about it. And that, as I said at the start of this, that's what I want from this show. But for that to continue as well, for not this to be that stop point, and then everyone go right. No, Marvel is up here now. It's it's all yeah. about beings in the sky and that much much higher level. You know, don't worry about the people of the world. We've told you kind of what's going on with the state of things. We'll leave it there. Yeah, I mean, so that's I mean that's why I think I really what I really enjoyed about the show was like all the time moments with Sam and his family, mm. um, 
and like we didn't talk about it, but like Bucky struggling to make amends. Yes, yeah. I thought all those scenes, including him lying to his therapist about like I didn't break the rules, I didn't do anything illegal. It's like he didn't kill her. He like his code is I'm not going to take a revenge, but I am going to use my tools. Also, how does he have access to like remote control car to iPad <laughs> when he's not employed <laughs> yes. by the military? But yeah. like you know whatever that was fine. I liked that juxtaposition of him lying but still trying to do what she's saying and then he crossed her off the list because he got her arrested for leaking it he leaked audio that he got illegally basically yes. right like yes um and that was really cool mm-hmm. uh and then him struggling with clearly and having struggled for a long time with this innocent person who just saw like he fucked up he killed a killed a person with a witness which i you know that was a and but again, this is brainwashed him, so he just killed people. But he has this memory of this dude at a conference, essentially, right? Like, just happening to be in the wrong place at the wrong yeah. time. Uh, and and his and he's been trying for it seems like months, right, of to deal with how do I tell this father what ha- that I killed his son? Yep. Um, I didn't like again. This is so that was really cool. But then, and I thought it was really good that when we found out about that stuff. They didn't do a flashback to the guy's face. They just trusted the audience that we remembered the scene that we yes, opened Bucky absolutely. With. Like, yeah, good, yeah. trust the audience. But then within, like, seconds of me writing down, yay, trusting the audience, the random waitress starts exposition dumping yes. about how what he really, what really sucks is how much he misses his son, da-da-da-da-da. I'm like, why would you know all this about one of your customers mm. and then tell a customer who ostensibly already knows this stuff because he's been coming here regularly on Wednesdays with this guy. Mm-hmm. And then same thing where he, the, the guy's like, you know, my son, yada, yada, yada. It's like, I'm pretty sure you would have already had this conversation. Yes. And it was just for the sake of the plot needs to hear this, him say this now. And it's like, if they'd really, again, it's this loose writing of if they had been doing this for a long time where it's a regular thing that Bucky expected I'm pretty sure he knew the son's dead. And I'm pretty sure the waitress wouldn't tell him based on their previous... Like, it just it, it just sort of falls apart. Mm-hmm. And that sucks because it's a really... It's like all the other parts of that, um, their interaction and their arc are really strong. Especially, the, like, the knock on the door. And, like, I thought showing the shrine was good because it, mm-hmm. it, it serves the purpose back. of even if we don't trust our audience here's the hand like nail on the head mm-hmm. in case you are unsure but also it i think it was mostly the, the impact of seeing the picture made sense yes i'm not over this i have my trying i'm praying there's a picture of him and then bucky seeing the picture isn't hey it doesn't ring the hey audience it's that guy he killed it rings the hey audience bucky it can't get away from the fact that this guy is torn apart like yep. that's why that works even if it happens to solve the the issue of the other thing uh, and then we kind of just I don't think he's ever going to make amends because we've literally ejected the therapy arc. Yeah, with completely. One of the worst things, uh, therapy scenes of ever, uh, treatments of therapy and its importance I've ever seen, let alone in 2021. Mm. Like, w- mental health is going to be a crisis um, now, thanks to COVID and whatnot. And to have therapy go so wrong in such like classic film writer ways was really disappointing to me. Uh, it, it was it's like basically mocked like and especially yes. that last scene it's like uh, uh to hell with the rules you come in here I, i'm i'm gonna go to the interrogation room with another person without your explicit consent and we're gonna talk this out because i don't know what else to do and then i'm gonna say one thing and that that didn't work immediately so then i'm gonna switch to another switch thing, to something that straight away yes yeah it's like it's just it's why people think therapy doesn't work and it's, it's why people think therapy is a joke. It's and not it's there for like, therapy. Is it's not there to show or to push on the ideas that we got in the first episode about Bucky and him being torn up about all of these things and trying to make sense. It's there for a bit of light-hearted comedy, essentially. And also to you know, get showing that these two characters are awkward by making them sit very close, and like some vague, like homophobia. It yeah. seems. Yep. Yeah. Um, just in it, it just like you know. Yeah, it's not a very, very good. It feels like the writer of that episode didn't see the script Mm. of the first one because the first one, I had some problems, but she was very much like you you have like doing the 
we're here every like all the time. You aren't talking. You, you got to do something. This is part of your pardon. And then to have them be like, and now the pardon doesn't care because Captain America authorized it. And yep. Go die in a fire, therapy lady. It doesn't matter. And mm. But it, it would be one thing if they just did that. They got him to jail so Captain America could get him out, but also to get rid of the reason why he was in jail all in like five minutes while just using therapy as a joke. Um, but I, I just was fundamentally disappointed with it because mm. it, it didn't need to do any of that. And it was really exceptionally bad done for how the world knows better like we've it's much more socially acceptable now and it's in um it's it's been in enough pop culture that like you know people can handle something not just jokes and maybe yes. this maybe mental health isn't it's isn't the place you need to shoehorn in jokes mm. um i mean not just personal stuff aside, it just feels like that's a tired type of cheap joke that we were tired of. Like that, yeah. it's been tired for years. Like, and so to see it in a Disney Plus MCU show is just like really. Yeah, and I, I think it, again, maybe even in the first episode where uh, where Bucky does uh, go after that woman or gets the the police. He then leans into the car, doesn't he? And he's like, I have to say, and he's like super deadpan, like very kind of, you know, uh, trying to be a bit more comedic about the scene. Like he's done this, he's set her up, he's gone. And then let's just throw in this little funny bit where he's got to say like why he is doing I'm, it because that's part yeah. of his therapy. And then you're just like, yep, done. We know he's yeah. around and, and he knows and like, he's still, I, still doing stuff. But. I kind of forgave that scene. Mm-hmm. Because it was like, okay, overall, he's because it's clearly like his motivation is I'm going to try and make events. Yes. I have the list. I'm actually following things. I'm just doing it in my stupid way. And it's an action show. Stupid one-liner. But you're right. I, I hadn't actually thought back to how that serves the same purpose of that shitty scene, that, that which is bad. Like, it's just, it, it makes that line so much worse when you realize that the therapy part of, like, Bucky's so not like i hope they somehow loop back into his backstory in life mm. because it really feels like what they did was draw us in with he's tortured he's trying to do these things he's trying to get his life back in order and then with that one line from new captain america which is he's too good of an asset which i'm sorry but the military like there are rules around like mm. things and if there really was a like the therapist would be able to say no there might be political pressure for her not to say no but like the rules exist my last gripe um they they treat the military as a like real gung-ho like captain america just seems to have carte blanche yes and the therapist doesn't even doesn't even like he's new and the therapist he he just says i've ordered it and she's like okay i think there's, there's um, a line where she said she served with him isn't there yeah some point. but like yeah just to prove because of course she can't be bucky's therapist unless she was also a soldier is essentially yes, like what yes. her role is right but they then the same thing where it's like they make the point that Falcon's a free agent and he has government contracts, which is a weird brag in this day and age where it's like, cool, I hate you more now. <laughs> like, uh, if you've been paid, paying attention to U.S. global politics for the past 10 years, you'll know that that's not great mm-hmm. in a lot of circumstances when they use people like that. Um, but which like gives them the carte blanche to invade Munich essentially. Yeah. Um, which is weird because they really cared about Libya's borders. Um, but then the Captain America, but then they use this US Air Force flight like it's their taxi. Mm. But it's like, are you doing this on orders and contract or are you doing this on whims? Because it seems like whims, in which case you need to get your own plane. You can't, <laughs> the US Air, yes. it's again this like really looseness of like trying to, have it so they can be like that 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 falcons air force friends plane is their quinjet mm-hmm. it's like no you don't get to do that because he's not if he's part of the air force he gets orders if he isn't he doesn't get the plane and it's like these are very simple things that like i feel like it's this is why the right loose writing kind of gets to me because it's like there's so many ways you can get them to munich etc mm. or make sense of these things paying attention to the things you wrote and you didn't and so when like you can't get them to munich without making something very confusing with chain of command and taxpayer money um and then you bring up like 
equality and or austerity and changing cultures and like yes yeah you know, like alarm bells start to ring because you can easily fall into the um now you know i used to be paid attention to and now this new population came in and everyone's paying attention and trying to help them i feel disenfranchised that's the broad strokes message of the flag smashers which is also the broad strokes message of some people with very misguided views about how to help minorities. Mm. Um, and I don't think they're trying to say that. But if you say it unclearly and vaguely, you end up saying that. And that's like one of my worries is that there's an actual tension in this made up world. Mm. But if you don't handle it right, you map to tensions in the real world that you might not want to be encouraged. Absolutely. Yeah. How, how does that actually come across? Are we, I mean, without getting too much into it you know are they yeah, i just I, i'm like i'm gonna stop but here's a can of worms <laughs> you know how, yeah how do they deal with that race sort of stuff you know where where on the spectrum are they are they assimilationists are they anti-racists you know where, where are they with this and how is that going to be yeah that's a whole level yeah, yeah. of stuff I, that i don't i think just want to go into um no no i didn't want to go into it i'm just saying i have a worry because yeah. and i think it exemplifies the like they're bringing up some really big issues which in the world they might be able to go muddle about in but there is a real world yes right and those ma- those issues map and that muddling can be dangerous absolutely yeah, and yeah, destructive yeah. Mm. yeah um anyway so yeah taxi service air force is what i meant to end on and then i this niggling thing that i was like i don't need to bring it up because it's a can of worms it's a deal i have to go bring <laughs> it's it up fun. anyway we'll come back to uh, that probably when we hit episode four or five or six, six or whenever we yeah. return back to this yeah um yeah so oh, last thing ben Mm. Um, would you recommend it? Hmm. Would I recommend it? I mean, yes, I think I would if you are, again, a fan of Marvel. Uh, I think WandaVision kind of had that extra layer to it, didn't it? That, that meant you, if you were a fan of kind of serialized shows or the kind of the aesthetic that they're putting across and, 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 uh, um, comedies and things. Yes, you could have gone into that without being too much of a Marvel fan and, and been opened up then to the Marvel element of it. This is Marvel. This is yeah. this this matches most of Phase One Two films um, in the way that they're sort of doing stuff. We can see that they're trying a little bit more with um, with the broad sort of strokes that they're looking to um, address. Uh, but I mean, yeah, if you like action stuff. Sure, maybe if you like that kind of political thriller, um, but you're not that fussed about it being maybe a bit surface level as we've seen so far. Yes, um, you know I'm I'm not going to tell my mum to watch this. Yeah, she's not going to get anything from it. Um, so yeah, if you like Marvel, definitely it's recommended. Um, if not, try it out, but maybe wait until the whole thing's out, perhaps. Yeah, I think I would echo that um, with only the 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 caveat that like you'll get more out of this if you've seen Winter Soldier. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I think that movie helps both those characters, Falcon and the Winter mm-hmm. Soldier. It also gives you the the Baron Zemo background, um, and like Bucky really doesn't have as much screen time. You get that he something something pardoned brainwash mm. amends. Um, but you really don't understand that depth of that without having seen yes um, more Marvel. Uh, Civil War is a very good movie, also. But if I I I think I look at that. This is so WandaVision. I think you'd be lost on some of the nonsense, but it's also comic book, sci-fi, fantasy, like tropey mm-hmm. nonsense. Like so, you might not see all the references, and ultimately you understand the main arc is grief, right? And it's very powerful and a really stellar example of, of grief on film. I think. Mm. Um, and so that I would recommend to anyone who would be interested in something like that, even if they don't care about Marvel. Yes. This, even if you liked action, military, cop sort of procedurals, I think it's, I would say maybe, um, mm-hmm. just because, again, there's so much Marvel backstory needed to really get more out of the themes that have brought up thus far, like all the like hanging over Captain America wouldn't quite work mm. without knowing actually how much Bucky and Sam um, are 
attached like we're friends with steve etc yeah, yeah. it's kind of even that like it opens with a, literally him over listening to the last line of of end game in his mm. head right he just hears steve he recalls steve being like this is yours now or and then he goes like it doesn't feel like mine or whatever the line was and then he quotes himself later about it uh, and you're like if i didn't know this it would be like okay and then i'd be like i guess they were talking about that shield mm-hmm. right um so yeah uh i i also think that uh yeah uh, one thing i'm curious about is i feel like there's more to captain america too than meets the eye just because he seems like he's a super soldier yes he did kind of go toe-to-toe with them he can do the magic shield thing really well mm-hmm. and he like all, all the good morning america scene i think it was really hilarious with the like here's all your qualifications so it tells the audience like this isn't just some random soldier i thought that was yeah well done and, yeah but it also i will so i'll end with like that's a thing i'm, I'm curious about because i think um yeah it, it'd be really interesting to see where they go with why he's so proficient hmm. nice yeah. so, cool yeah. cool um well i think that'll do us for this week um if you want to hear more of our things opinions etc you can see a whole bunch of videos other podcasts and articles on outoflives.net you can reach us at twitter uh on twitter at outoflives.net you can reach ben at, at nova underscore 47 mm-hmm. sorry i paused even yeah and you can reach me at the omniarch uh and um please like subscribe share um and uh give us a an email at podcast at outoflives.net if you want other things for us to look at or comments on what we said or on the slight switches to the format that we're trying. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, uh, that's it. Um, Share us, etc. And uh, for another week, I've been Adil. I've been Ben. Bye. See ya. www.outoflives.net